Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our review of life. And I'm joined by my boys once again, Connor. Hello. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Let's steal my hellos. <laughs> busy week, guys. Lots of movies. And uh, this one was fun. I don't know if I'd call it fun. <laughs> this one was uh, harrowing, George. <laughs> fun is not the word I'd use for this. Fun in the in the aspect of I love a horror film in the cinema that keeps the intensity up. Yeah. The thrill ride of this film, that's what I found fun. What, what is this movie, George? Everyone I talked to the other day, I said, I'm, go- I'm going to see life. And uh, I work in a cinema. Everyone I talked to who worked there was like, what's that? No, no this is what a, under the radar, this movie. Strange choice of name, especially. Hmm. David Attenborough's life. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved to see David Attenborough up there. (laughs) Um, This movie for me was exceptional. I loved this film. The biggest criticism people have had is that it's a trope. You know, you can't really do much with the space horror, confined space genre. Um, Screw them. This was awesome. (laughs) Um, I don't need it. I don't need kind of like new conventions on it. Um, I just need it to be, you know, executed well. It was well put together. This is a well-directed film. I don't really know anything about this guy. Um, but it, it it was amazing how casually this movie was just uh, in space the entire time, anti-gravity uh, all the way through. You know, when, when Gravity did it, it was just everyone was talking about it nonstop. But this movie just does it like nothing. Um, I feel like if this had come out before Gravity, people would be talking about it maybe. Yeah, I definitely agree that this film, you're seeing a cross between Gravity and Alien. And you're not seeing anything particularly new. No. But the direction, the (laughs) intensity, the way he shapes the scenes up and the tension keeps on rising. I was really impressed with his ability to do that in this film. Mm. I think it's Daniel Espinosa, the director. I agree. Um, Do you know what I found about this film that, um, and I was thinking about this last night, was its strongest suit, for me at least. Um, was within the first 10 minutes, I liked all the characters. Like, at that point, I couldn't pick who was going to die. Like, who are they going to shuffle off? You know, the, the presence of two leading men kind of gave it that, that kind of extra spice as well. There was an interesting choice. I feel like you very quickly can think of the one or two ways that could go. And it's probably going to be one of those but um it does make you think when you go in there like why is jake gyllenhaal and ryan reynolds both in this movie yeah um but yeah so like in the first 15 minutes first 10 15 minutes just the way that they uh, introduced the characters the interactions that they had um the fact that they took time to introduce the characters before they got into the kind of um the more horror aspect of the film just for me made every step of the film after that a little bit more impactful so if you lose a character you you feel it. it. It means something to you. I don't think these characters were particularly good. Uh, really, I, I I was. It was a by the, in a lot of ways a, a, a slasher film. Yeah, you know they get picked mm. off one by one. Uh, and uh, yeah, they didn't need to be good. I I wasn't there to see a character study. I was there to see a horror film in space. Uh, I really liked a lot of the cinematography in this film. That opening scene uh, with the one shot. Now, the one-shot thing, I almost feel like it's getting overdone. Yeah, I feel totally. Like everyone everyone wants a chance. It, everyone wants to do this one-shot thing. And I'm not, I'm not sure. This one, I, I was really impressed, and I, I, I thought it was cool. 
but I'm like, is this getting a bit tired, this technique? Have we seen this too many times? It's not, it's not really impressive anymore. I can see where he's done a little cut mm. to, you know, to stitch um, different camera passes together through. But as you said, a really cool element and an impressive element of this film is the casualness of the zero gravity because they're just floating around. Yeah, they've got that down pat now. And this is a relatively cheap movie too. Yeah, 58 million, I believe. Yeah, so this is the thing I mentioned to you. Which, uh, afterwards, which is because we had just seen Power Rangers, I think, the, the night before, um, which it has twice the budget, but looks half as bad. Half as good? <laughs> half as good, yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's what I actually meant to say. Um, yeah, it's half the budget, um, and it, as far as I'm concerned, outstrips Power Rangers by a mile and a half. Definitely, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty flawless looking movie. But as I said to you, it's the nature of what they're trying to achieve with the visual effects is completely different. Well, but the more I think about it, you know, there's a lot of um, sets that they can film with Power Rangers, you know, quarries and houses and stuff. Whereas this, almost every scene would have to have some level of CGI. I mean, it's static. You're right. You know, it's not. But it's kind realistic of- when they design Zordon's ship. You know, that takes time and effort. This is like, okay, we we know what a space station looks like. Let's recreate that. Yeah, and it's it's a lot easier to achieve and make it look photorealistic. Hmm. So I think I think we have to talk about spoilers for this film. Just before we do, we should say if we recommend it or not, yeah? Yeah, I think if you are a fan of your horror films, sci-fi, uh, you want to see something intense and visceral, uh, and a really tight movie, a nice, punchy... Is this a 90 minute? 90 minutes, 100 minutes, something like that. It, you ha- you've seen a lot of this before. It's nothing groundbreaking and original, but it's intense, it's fun, highly recommended. Yeah, um, for me, pretty much the exact same. Um, really enjoyed this film. It kept the intensity um, as far as I was concerned. Um, uh, I loved the character development in this. Um, as I said, I thought they did really good development early on. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love it, I think, as much as you guys. Uh, it's nothing really you haven't seen before. But for what is essentially you know, sort of a lower-budget film, I think go out and see it, yeah. Or wait till it's on Netflix, even. I think it's cool in the cinema, though. Yeah, the, you know, there's an intensity to this film, and I agree with you. The execution is where this film is just pumping and doing a, doing a great job and being what it needs to be. And and I, just just before we move on, I do think that space movies are really good to see in theaters. You kind of get a scope um, and of the size, the, and the epicness, and yeah. the, the scale. So I, I do I, I recommend going out and seeing it um, uh, for the experience. All right, so spoilers. There's, there's, I think there's only two real notable ones. There's Ryan Reynolds' amazing death. Oh, <laughs> God. So this, if, if this movie does one thing well um, or exceedingly well, it is just, I know I keep saying harrowing, but it really is having harrowing death scenes. Like these made me squirm. I did not feel comfortable in the slightest with what was going on the screen. See, I think it was just that one. I think the movie really peaked with his death. I would agree with that. And then it, it kind of not flat lines but just cruises along until the ending and there's the other spoiler is the ending which you see coming a mile away but it's fantastic it's a beautiful beautiful little twilight zone twist yeah yeah his death man oh i couldn't believe what i was seeing so when we went to see uh, a cure for wellness they played um uh instead of a trailer they played a portion of that scene and it was up until the point um where the thing was snapping um uh his fingers great stuff 
But that scene keeps going. Oh, yeah. It, it escalates. Keeps going and escalating. <laughs> and that whole scene kind of turns into the rest of the film. Mm. And, oh, man, uh, Ryan Reynolds' death. God, I haven't seen anything that brutal in so long. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't really believe uh, what I was seeing. And one thing that was very refreshing about this film was, as we said before, nobody knows about it. It flew under the radar. Everyone forgot about it. And... uh it was nice to see something that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Well, especially having one of the major kind of Hollywood stars of a film be the first to be killed off. Like, I mean, when we, uh, when we looked at this, uh, sorry, when I looked at this film originally, I looked at the cast, um, I had kind of picks on who was going to go first. Um, and really, unfortunately, it was um, the more international characters. Um, I'm not. I'm not aware of the the Russians. I don't know if she's actually Russian or if that was just an accent uh, of her name. Um, but I thought it was either going to be her, her or um, Hiroyuki Sanada, who I love in pretty much anything he does. But I thought, well, you know, he was in know, Sunshine, wasn't he? He should stay away from space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he hasn't had an awful lot lot of luck in space stations. That second death was brutal as well, with uh, the water coolants going oh, up into God, her helmet. Yeah. yeah, so that one really bothered me. She's the captain. She should have kicked right off that ship straight away. Like as soon as as soon as it was on her leg, she should have been out of there. Grabbed it and kicked off into space. What a terrible captain! And like obviously she tried to not let herself back in. I didn't think about that. A bit late by then. That took because that scene went on for a while. The way they did her point of view in the in the helmet, looking out and the water cool and starting to fill. Jake Gyllenhaal was great in that scene. Oh, that was so intense. But again, see, this was more harrowing than her actual death scene. um, For me, was the reactions from those from the characters. Mm. So um, again, uh, Hiroyuki. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal, their reactions to her death were just, I mean, probably the best acting of that film um, for me. Of course, we have the very, you know, someone has a baby. They just, have a ba- they just had a baby. Yeah. You've got to yeah. care about them now. Yeah. Um, it, can you guys help me out here? I couldn't understand exactly what was happening in, uh, in his uh, final scene when he tries to go to the other ship that comes up. Yeah. That doesn't go well. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, obviously. But, um, and the, but then he, he's got it on him and he won't let go of her and she's, she's like, let go or something. And then So this is the, one of the inconsistencies of this film for me. As far as I was concerned, as soon as that thing touched you, you were dead. Like, you're just not getting out of it. And that's why I agree with you. As soon as that thing attacked her, on the, uh, the captain on the outside, she should have just pushed off. Because uh, from what we knew of the monster, there was no conceivable way that she was going to be able to, what, like, pry it off? Mm. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. Mm, that was very effective. Yeah. Um, so I, I get what you mean when you say that he had it on his leg and presumably he's just he's done for. Um, I think what they were going for was the fact that, um, you know, they thought even though that, you know, this thing had attached to their leg, that they could still make it through. I mean, for me, thinking about it, it kind of echoes the entire, um, you know, sub, uh, sub conversation about this film, which is that everyone's just trying to survive. Like, it's just about life and, and, you know, just survival of the fittest. I feel like they should have played with that a bit more, though. Like, he should have become almost a villain in that part of the film where he was just trying to survive himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought they were trying to do that, but then I, I couldn't. And then he just disappears. I'm like, oh. I think a cool ending that uh, Ashley sort of suggested to me yes. uh, was imagine if Rebecca Ferguson's character died one earlier and it was just left with the father um, the and Jake Gyllenhaal mm. and he went off into space. Like how much more brutal that would have been. And that would have been much more effective too. And you actually, you probably would have believed it more that he was going back down to earth. 
Yes. Um, because, yeah, because he's got the kid got down the kid, there. Yeah. He it, had that it, set up there. Yeah, that really feels like the organic way it should have gone, because um, Ashley told me the same thing. I'm, I'm not disappointed the way that they did it, the way that that kind of flowed out, but I think that would have been a very cool way to, or a cool avenue to explore. One of the bits of the film that took me out a little bit and I checked out a little bit was the way the creature evolved over the course of the film. And what I loved about this film was the beginning part when they picked up this uh, this creature, um, it turns from this sort of single-cell amoeba to uh, a sort of plant-like uh, creature. It felt so real, naturalistic and Darwinian, and I believed it. I felt like this is what an alien would look like, and that's what I wanted to kind of see in Chris Nolan's Interstellar. I wanted to see them find some bacteria or some kind of single-cell amoeba, and I was like, I love where this film's going, that naturalistic way of presenting extraterrestrial life. But then, as it evolved, it turned into like this sort of flower thing, and it had a face, and it I was like, oh, really? Do we have to do this? Like, do we have to make it look like this evil thing? Like, So for me, there's two things to consider when, when you're talking about the evolution of that creature. First of all, if you're talking about a naturalistic evolution of creatures, that is something that, would be, that you would expect to see as something that's evolving, obviously, on a very quick scale. Um, but things don't stay in that kind of single-celled or like two-armed position like so it made it made sense to me that this thing was evolving and you kind of got the sense that it was getting also smarter um so it makes sense that it would start to revolve or to evolve to look more like um what we would consider intelligent life i don't i don't buy that for a minute well i mean that's just if you look at kind of evolution if it's got on, a head it means it's smarter well i, I, I don't mean, know man and like they didn't even look like eyes they looked like they were sort of folds that were meant to look like eyes that they weren't actual eyes. And I was like, really, do we have to make this thing look like a head? It just, ah. Uh. I, lo- I love creature features. And so part of me kind of wanted to see it turn into like, you know, a movie monster. But at the same time, yeah, they set up very early on that the whole thing is muscle. The whole thing is eyes. Like it doesn't need appendages or anything like that. So it really didn't need to look like a creature yeah. in that way. Um, again, I think that what, what they mentioned is, is at a very early stage of its evolution. My first point is that it that I think that that's what it would naturally evolve to be. Like I don't think there's anything scientifically wrong. Evolution with that. isn't real. <laughs> this is this podcast has taken a very <laughs> weird turn. But if you yeah, if you look at um, just evolution in general, um, and I know I'm getting a little bit into science now, but that's just it makes sense but for it's that. A, to but it's a sing, it's a, it, it no, I don't, I don't think that because it goes from an amoeba to a little plant thing to a squid to this flowery stingray thing. Well, I mean, if you look at, at uh, how a human starts, we start as that little, you know, blob that doesn't resemble what we look like at all. And then, you know, over the course of nine months, we develop slowly into what we are now. So, I mean, again, it do, it makes sense scientifically for that to to occur like that. Anyways. All right, everyone strap in. We got, we got three more hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on from that, I think the second thing about that is that a major theme throughout this is that um, this thing just wants to, like, it's just about survival. Um, and the doctor or the um, the scientist on the, I can't remember his Rebecca, name. Rebecca Ferguson's character. No, 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 the, the, British, uh, the British guy's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. He actually, um, when he's lying down in the airlock, mentions it, says he's not an evil thing. 
he j- it's just about survival and he just needs to kill us to survive that's just its purpose um and they also mention it with with rebecca's character where she says i feel something really really unscientific and irrational i hate it i think it makes sense for it to have a face or kind of more recognizable as a movie monster to contrast that you know we give it hate we we kind of make it out to be this monster but it's not it's just a thing that is surviving and is trying to achieve life it was very much a monster at that point though. yeah but, but that's that's the point it looks like a monster we react to it like a monster but it's not so i think that i think that that would have been somewhat lost if we had just kept it as this like i feel like it would have worked better if it actually i, wasn't, I agree you know, a monster. i agree it would have worked way better if it didn't look like a monster because that ties it in even more why is it so angry you know? yeah it's like <laughs> oh okay it's got a face and it looks angry and it's got like angular um, eyes. I don't you know, and the man. angular today. <laughs> angular. They were they were like sculptural sculpture. What were we Sculpt- before? <laughs> sculptural angular. I think people would be surprised at how ineffective it would have been to just have it as a blob. Like especially as no, it started no, no, to get blob. bigger. When it came out of Ryan Reynolds' body, squid I, type thing. I was yeah. I was I was on board <laughs> still. Yeah. The next stage after that, that's where I checked out. And that's why I think it went against the rules that it kind of set up. I completely agree, George, because I was watching this movie with that same thought. Like, it's just trying to survive. And at that point, it was just this little organism that was wreaking havoc on them. And I was thinking, this is great because this actually does contrast with the movie it so closely resembles, Alien, where that thing was evil, just stalking around the ship, just killing everyone because it fucking wanted to kill everyone. Um, but then it kind of turned into that as well, unfortunately. But then it brings it all home with that awesome ending. Um, and I think that's the real reason to recommend this movie, but you can't exactly say that. So that's why we're in spoilers. <laughs> by, this, uh, by this point, you know, hopefully you've already seen the film mm. uh, and have enjoyed the ending. So anyway, there is one more fun fact we found out about this movie. Or <laughs> didn't find out. There's a rumor. <laughs> There's a rumor, which is completely bullshit, but it's a bit of fun. Maybe they could retroactively use it. So take it away, George. Um, this film is a Venom prequel. <laughs> That was the rumor floating around. It's the rumor that it's yeah. Venom. So this is Venom, the Spider-Man villain we're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. I think it w- that would have been cool. That would have been a really cool tie-in. And the example I use is uh, movie studios using uh, sort of these, not direct sequels. Same universe. Same universe, like your Split and um, Unbreakable. Yeah. I'm liking that concept more and more, and I hope people start to take more risks and, and feed these films back into each other in interesting ways. I would be hugely disappointed if this was a prequel. I just think I like this movie as an insulated just story, and I like the way that they ended it, just like mm. kind of open-ended. I don't want to see how that plays out. See, I, I honestly wouldn't mind either way. And again, this is not actually a thing. It's the, the writers were tapped to do the Venom movie. That's the only connection. And when they were asked about it, they're like, yes, sure, <laughs> just jokingly. But um, I'd be fine, happy, happy to accept this movie as its own thing. And if they try and weave it into something else, Go for it. I think that'd be a really cool little thing. And it would be the best Spider-Man movie in years. I think it would lose what made this film good for me. I just, I, I, I don't want to see that. I think that would ruin everything. Yeah, I think on the whole, we all had a pretty good time with this film. It's not the best thing since sliced bread, but, um, you know, what is? We all love our sliced bread. Nothing's ever going to top that. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone yeah, go out, go get some sliced bread. Yeah, don't don't see this film. Get sliced bread. Really treasure it. No, guys, 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 get some sliced bread and see this film. Oh, eat it during the film. Don't do that. You will explode. <laughs> you might throw up actually in some sense. <laughs> we don't recommend that to anyone. Um, yeah, look, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was really excellently um, 
executed. I thought it looked amazing. I loved the characters. Um, I loved the ensemble. I just, yeah, everything about this film I really enjoyed. I liked it. I, characters didn't do much for me. I thought it was almost boring throughout the middle, but uh, overall I enjoyed it and would recommend. Uh, but yeah, probably more of a Netflix movie, I'd say. Yeah, very intense, fun, energetic. I love the direction. Some things bothered me a little bit, but to be honest, I had such fun a fun time with this film that the 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 positives definitely outweighed the negatives. So, what did you think of life? Let us know in the comments section below. And uh, next week we will be back with uh, Batman Lego Batman. We'll be reviewing that as well as Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Ghost Shell. In yeah. The Shell. We'll get, finally, get to see whether that's good. Please check out our Ghost in the Shell movie review. We reviewed the 1995 anime classic um in preparation for this one so subscribe to the channel we're on itunes we're on youtube thank you so much for joining us um connor gotcha benny bye (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you soon thanks so much bye